Greetings in the wonderful name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. What a wonderful time to be in the presence of the Lord, to worship the King of Kings, to lift up the name that is above every other name. There is, David says, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. He says, I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of the Lord than sit among kings. We are privileged today to be in the presence of the Most High. Jesus says, where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am in their midst. Hallelujah. The Lord says, where the brethren dwell together in harmony, there I have commanded a blessing, even life forevermore. What a wonderful privilege what a wonderful honor for us to be in the presence of the Lord to experience him in his goodness can somebody say amen? amen and can you smile so that you know it makes it easy for me to be talking to this lovely crowd hallelujah amen. this morning I want to talk to us about God our father amen Bazalan. if we can go to the book of um, Ephesians chapter 1, and put your finger in there, and we go to John chapter 1, and put your finger and we go to Psalm chapter 2. Psalm 2, they call it. They don't say Psalm chapter 2, ne? Ephesians 1, we're going to read from verse 3 to 5. I got you guys putting fingers, but I didn't put my fingers. So it's going to take me a while to get there. Hallelujah, Bazalan. I love this church while I'm paging. I must say, we had a meeting yesterday with the leaders, and it was very encouraging. It was exciting. God has great plans for this church, Bazalan, and he's going to fulfill them. My encouragement, my encouragement is get on board. Get on board. The train is pulling. Exciting stuff ahead. Hallelujah. Praise be to God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love, he predestined us for the adoption of to sonship through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will. Amen. John 1 verse 12. Yet to all who did receive him, to, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become the children of God. And then Psalm 2, verse 7. I proclaim the Lord's decree. He said to me, you are my son. Today I have become your father. Hallelujah. Many a times, Bazalana, we struggle... Um, to relate with God as a father. Because when we look at him, we see a judge. We see someone who is ready to condemn us. Somebody who is ready to say, these are your sins, and right? We, we struggle to relate with God 
Because when we look at God, we see master and we see ourselves as servants. Every time we look at God as a judge, we look at ourselves as those who are guilty. Because our conscience begins to accuse us. But the word of God today tells us that God in his, sovereign, in his sovereignty and in his love, he predestined us to become his sons and daughters. He, he, he created everything, he put everything in place to make us his sons and daughters. The Bible says before the beginning of time, before things were created, God created us sons and daughters. But Bazalan, you see, the devil also had a plan. Because you see, when, when God created us, there was nothing else that he did with his hands except us. Everything else he created by speaking and it came to being. But with us, he had to take time and put us together. You see, the devil did not really appreciate what God had done. And he came and he separated us from the Father. But this morning, I want us to, to, to stop struggling with looking at God as a, as a father. Because, you see, sometimes also we look at God through the eyes of human fathers. What human fathers have been able to achieve or have not been able to achieve, that's how we consider God to be. But God is not a human dad. He's not limited like human fathers are limited. Some of us have, have, have not had fathers before. So we do not know how to relate with God as a father. Because we've not seen one who has modeled fatherhood for us. Amen. But the Bible says today that God says, I have called you today. You are my son. And I am your father. The word of God says, to as many as believed, Jesus gave them the right to become the children of God. Children born not of men, but born of God. Hallelujah. Bazalwane, our fathers are wonderful, but they are limited. Our fathers can love us, but their love is limited. They can take care of us, but their strength is limited. They can plan and try and put things in place for our future, but sometimes their plans are limited. However, there is a heavenly father who is not limited by anything. His love for us is steadfast. We have a father that is willing to take care of us if only we respond to him as sons and daughters. He is a father that is willing to, to, to show us even greater things, even the future. He's a father who wants to put us on his labs and teach us the things that we need to know for his kingdom, the things we need to know for his household. But if we look at him as a judge, if we look at him as, as, as a master, we are, we are unable to relate with him as a father. Because every time we look at him, we will stand condemned. Every time we, we look at him as a master, we will always want to get into our father's house as servants. Hallelujah. And as children, the father has to be honored. We, we cannot live a life that is, not, that is dishonoring to the father as children. 
if you're a parent and you're raising kids in your house, you have your own rules. Again, you set your boundaries, you set rules for your children. And same with our, same with our Heavenly Father. There are things that our Heavenly Father wants us to walk into. There are promises that He has set for us to walk into, but we have to align with Him. He says, be holy as I am holy. That which is born of God, it is like God. Amen? God has given birth to us through the blood of Jesus Christ. He has allowed us to be born again, but we have to reflect the character of the Father as children of the Father. We have to come to a place where, where we speak, even as Jesus says, I only speak and only do what I have seen the Father do or I have heard the Father say. But even with us, as we speak and do, the world has to see God. They have to see our Father. We have to look like children who belong in the same household, who hear the law from the same parent, who walk according to the statute of the same parent. Because God has called us so that we can be in fellowship with him. He has called us so that we can become his children. And so we need to reflect that type of a relationship with God. Our struggle with looking at God as a master or as a judge will end once we allow ourselves to sit at the feet and say, Lord, you are my father. I'm going to allow your word to transform me into that which you want me to be. Your son, your daughter. Amen, Bazaran. And being children of the father, there is an advantage. When you go to your dad and ask for something, the, the word of the Lord in the book of Matthew says, you being as evil as you are, when your child asks you for bread, you do not give him a stone. When your child asks you for fish, you do not give them a snake. How much more your heavenly father? The Lord has an inheritance for us as his children. His promises are an inheritance for us as his children. There's nobody else who is entitled to what God has in store for you. Except you. Because you are the child. And God is not, is, not, is not going to withhold any good from you. He says so in his word. He's your daddy. He wants to do it for you. As parents, when we, we take out policies, we do investments, we, we prepare the future for our children, we take out education policies, we do so so that our children can get an inheritance. So that tomorrow our children will say, our mom, our dad did this for us. And so has God done that for us. God gave us Jesus. The word of God says, having given us his son, what else will he not give to us? There is nothing at the moment that you are looking for, that you are seeking for, that God is not willing to give to you. As a father, he is willing to give it to you freely. But you cannot look at him and think he is a God who either wants to or he doesn't want to. You know, there are those people that give you an attitude erring, but God does not have that attitude as a father. 
He wants to give you that future that you are asking for. He wants to give you those blessings that you are crying for. God as a father wants you to live in his house a life that reflects that you are his child. You cannot be a child of the king and live like a child of a pauper. You can't live like a child of a beggar when your father is the king of all kings. And so we need to shift it in our minds that we do not belong to, to a parent that is unwilling to bless us, to a parent that doesn't want to give us the things that we deserve, to a parent that wants us to work hard and toil as a master would expect us to, because our father wants to freely and willingly give us the things that we deserve. He wants to give you the healing that you deserve. He wants to give you the, the, the things that you need. He wants to give you that house. He wants to bless bless you with that health. He wants to bless you with the things that you are so desperately seeking for. But you cannot approach him with a mentality that says, maybe you want to give it to me. Maybe you don't want to give it to me. He wills to give it to you. Because there is nothing that he will withhold from you that is for your good. He will give it to you. And so, Bazalani, we need to come to a place where as sons and daughters of the king, even as you walk, even as you enter into that taxi, they, will, they should know that royalty has stepped into the taxi. Because I'm a child of the king. Prince and princesses, they don't, even, even in the way that they walk, even in the way that they talk, somehow they are, they are groomed to, to show that we are of, of a certain of a certain class but our father is there even above the worldly kings and Barcelona, so we need to walk as children who are at that level because our father has called us to that place God gave Jesus so that what, whatever was lost, whatever connection that was lost in the, in, in the Garden of Eden when, when, when men sinned, God gave Jesus so that all of that can be restored. And that is everything. And sometimes when we talk about God in this fashion, we think of only material things. But how about that peace? How about that joy? How about that love that you so, you know, only, only your pillow can tell how much you yearn for that. But you see, rich people will tell you that you will have money, but you will never buy the things that matter the most. And so with us as children of the Lord, we have the money and we have even more. God blesses us materially, but he also blesses our inner man. You see, you, you will not enjoy the things of this world if you're not having that nourishment that comes from the Father. And that is where the Father wants you exactly. Hallelujah. Let's have a look at a picture of a loving Father in, in Luke 15. Luke 15. It's a long story, but we're not going to read all of it. We all know the story of the prodigal son, Akir Bazalan.
Are we there? There was a man who had two sons. The younger said to his father, Father, give me my share of the estate. So he divided his property between them. Not long after that, the younger son got together all that he had, set off for a distant country, and there squandered his wealth in wild living. After he had spent everything, there was a severe famine in that whole country, and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out as a citizen of that to a citizen of that country, who sent him to his fields to feed pigs. He longed to fill his stomach with pots that the pigs were eating, but no one gave him anything. When he came to his senses, he said, how many of my father's hired servants have food to spare? And here I am starving to death. I will set out and go to my father and say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. So he got up and went to his father. But while, but while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. And he ran to his son through his arms around him and kissed him. The son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Quick, bring the best robe and put on him, put Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring a fattened calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate. For, he, for this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. So they began to celebrate. Hallelujah. This is a picture of a father who loves his children. He takes care of his children. He's a wealthy man. He takes care of his children. He sets them, you know, he sets them up for success. But one of the kids feels it's not enough. I actually want to get all this. I think the wealth was so attractive that the son realized that if I don't squandle this now, I may not have a chance, you know, maybe I will wait longer, but I want to have it now because it looks very attractive. But the father does not withhold that from the child. He doesn't say, my child, you are going to go and, and use this, abuse this wealth. This is what I've worked for so hard. You know, other parents, when you, when you come and ask for, th for something that you think you are entitled to, they'll tell you, it is mine, I've worked for this. You go work for your own. I get what's a line. There are some parents who do that. But in this case, we get a picture, you know, where this father gives his son you know, what the son is asking for. He knew that the son, you know, is prematurely asking for this, but he's giving it to the child. And he goes, you know. Sometimes parents wishes for us to, to do what is right, and we don't do what is right because we've been taught the things that they believe. What I've instilled in this child will take him far, but sometimes we turn away from the teachings of our fathers. And we do what we think is, is smart. And so this guy goes and he spends this with his friends. And then there's a famine. And then he loses everything. And now he's in a place where 
it's no longer working. It's no longer good. The situation is no longer attractive. The word of God says he wished he could eat the food that he was feeding the pigs. Because he was not getting anything. He was hungry. But when he goes back to the father, he says to the father, I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Can I come and be your servant? Now the mind has shifted from being a king or a prince in, a father's, in, in, in the kingly household. He wants to go back as a servant because he says, how many of my father's servants are still able to eat and have leftovers? But Mina, I'm battling. But the picture of a father that we are seeing here, the father says, he doesn't even respond to that. He says to the people that are around them, he says, quick, get him something to dress in. That one of the finest robes, give him a ring. Because the father knows that even though you look at yourself at that level, you are not there. You are supposed to be up there where the eagles fly high. Even though you think you do not deserve to be called my son, you are my son. Some of us are struggling with sin every day you go to God and you're like God I promise I'll never do this again you know Lord I, I know I'm wrong and then you come back and you want to be there but God says no come quickly give him a fine robe so that he can look who he really is so that when the world looks at him he reflects who he truly is and that is what our father wants us to be like our father says today that it doesn't matter that struggle. It doesn't matter that you are walking in earthly poverty. But in the spirit I have made you a rich man. In the spirit I have made you a great person. And so don't, don't put yourself there. Be high up there. Speak highly of who you are because that's the inheritance of, of that is your inheritance as a son and a daughter of the most high God we just made a declaration about identity you see if you know that your father is the king of all kings you walk and you live like a daughter of the king or a son of the king refuse to be like the prodigal son who after he messed up because many of us mess up a lot many of us mess up there's no one in this place Bazalan, who will tell me they have not gotten to a place where they have either messed up or they have been at a place of a disadvantage the word of the lord today says don't don't settle there your father today says no do not wear those robes that, that make you look like a beggar. Take off the clothes that make you look like a servant. Take off the clothes that make you look like a beggar. Put on a robe that makes you look like you are my son and you're my daughter. And you see, putting on, sometimes it's not just the putting on so people can see. The putting on is so as I speak, they can tell her I'm a different person. As I walk, they can tell I'm a different person. As I deal with them in my dealings, in my business ventures, they can tell that, no, 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 no. This one is different. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, walk such that people will stop you and ask you, sorry, Ceci, umzalwan. How many of you have had that experience where someone just says to you, Ishman, you, you look different. You know, you speak different. 
because they have not met the father, but at least they see the father in you. Hallelujah. But you see what the father has called us to, it's not just in this earth only. The word of the Lord says the father has called us into fellowship with his son Jesus. But you see, if you are in fellowship with the son Jesus, you are in fellowship with the father. Because Jesus, is, Jesus when he prays for the disciples, he says, Father, as I pray for them that they be one as you and I are one. And so father has called us into fellowship with him. This fellowship, Bazalwan, it's not a fellowship that only ends here in this earth. It is an eternal fellowship. And so God is calling us into a fellowship as a father, but a fellowship that will be everlasting. We will experience this love. We will experience this greatness. We will experience this joy. We will experience this glory even after we leave this earth. That's what we, what we have been called to. Do not shortchange yourself. Skechita. The Father is willing to have fellowship with you. He is standing there waiting patiently. Jesus says, I'm at the door and I knock. He who opens, I will come in and I will sit with him and I will fellowship with him. We have been given the right to become the children of God. We are the children of the Father. A father who does not change his mind about us. He says, I have good thoughts for you. I have good plans for you. Plans to give you a future. Plans to prosper you. Plans that will not harm you. He has not changed his mind as a father. He's still waiting on you to come close. So you can partake of this. He wants you to come to the table that he has prepared as a father so you can sit with him and break bread and begin to talk to him and say, Daddy, you know this is what I need. Daddy, you know this is the situation that I'm at. Daddy this, daddy that. Because that's exactly what he wants. You know, fathers come back from work. I don't know. I guess mothers can, 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 can attest to that. Fathers sometimes come and they show such a keen keen interest in their children they want to know did she do this today did he do that today you know and and they want to know how did the school how was it at school because they want to have that fellowship with their children they want to impart something of who they are in their children and that's what god wants to do for us that's what God has, is waiting for us. He has prepared everything. Bazalan, the word of God says, before the beginning of time, he predestined us sons and daughters. He has made everything, created everything, put in place everything, so we and him can have that fellowship, daughter, father, son, daughter relationship. So if your father disappointed you and you think God is disappointing, God is not like your father. If you never had a father and you're struggling how to relate with God, know this. Come. He says, I am willing to teach you how. He will show you how. Just do not resist it because you do not know it. If you've been disappointed by a father who left and said, no, he's not mine. 
This father says, you are mine and I am yours. I have chosen you for myself so you can be my child. Hallelujah, Bazalan. I want us this morning to respond to this love. To say, Father, you have loved us with an everlasting love. You have called us into a fellowship. The word of the Lord says in the book of 1 John chapter 3, it says, Look what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us. The Father puts such love on you. That if nobody else wants to love you, it don't matter. Jesus loves me. If somebody else thinks you're not worth their love, the father says, there, I will lavish it on you. I will pour it out on you with great numbers. Hallelujah. We are loved. God wants to fellowship with us. He wants to show himself a father over our lives. And this morning, Bazalani, I want us to respond to this love. I want us to say, Daddy, you are our father. And if we've been looking at you as a master, one with whom we think we need to work so hard, we need to work so hard to deserve the blessings, we were wrong. If we thought you had a list of, of things that we needed to do where you are checking as a judge and said not guilty, guilty, not guilty. We know today that you're a father who says, come unto me. You're a father who says, if we're not dressed proper, properly, you're a father who says quickly, put a robe, a priestly, a kingsly robe on him because they are mine, they belong to me. Hallelujah. What manner of love is this that the Father has lavished on us? What kind of love is this that cannot be explained? A kind of love where God takes his son and puts him on this guilty sword so we can be reconciled with him. Basalani, do not let your heart resist what the Father wants to do in your life. The Father wants to love you more. He wants to fellowship with you. He wants to put you in, on his lap and teach you the things of the kingdom. He wants to teach you the great things that are to come. But he can only have fellowship with you if you allow him to. So as children called by the Father... Let us come back to him. Let us allow ourselves to have fellowship with him. Let us allow him to keep pouring out this love that cannot be explained. Hallelujah. I'm going to ask us to stand. Amen.